eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Six podcast, Super Sports Daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Thursday, August 11th. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, as the good podcast gods intended. If you're watching on YouTube, which is perfectly fine too, youtube.com slash pick six. It is Wednesday, August 10th. And joining me to check in on some quarterback battles, the one, the only. Tyler Sullivan, a.k.a. Sully. What's up, buddy? What's up, Will? How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I got a little nervous, actually. I don't know if you know this. I but, heard. Uh, I, did the, I did the newsletter today, so I heard uh, the whole uh, podcast. Uh, there you go. There you go. That, uh, I, did, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't opened the newsletter, so my apologies. I'll go open it so that way your open rate's better than John Breach's. There you go. Um, we're a finalist for the People's Choice Podcast Awards for the best sports podcast in the world. Uh, if you voted for the first phase. So they, they do this a weird way. Anybody who voted in the first phase, a quarter of those listeners get an email and they can vote again in this stage. Only a quarter, not all of them? Isn't that odd? Like, I would assume, like, if you voted for pick six and they're like, hey, your vote mattered, it, you know, do it again. Interesting. That's what, it, that's what, the, that's what the, the read says. I don't, I don't really understand it myself. Um, I haven't gotten an email from I, – I've, I've tried to check and I could, maybe I missed it. Um, right. Uh, to from people's choice because I would obviously I, I think I would vote for myself at this point. Um, anyway, I said I get a tattoo. Well, <laughs> yeah, I said I get a tattoo. If we win the award, and now we're suddenly a finalist. I'm a little, a little sweaty here. But uh, if you if you uh, if you did vote, check your email. Maybe you vote again in this stage. You have until September 13th, and if you have a vote, we'd love your support. So September 13th is a while. 
Yeah, he got a little bit. Remind me again what the tattoo is. Is it just a pick six logo? Uh, no, there's I just sort of I just sort of threw out. I, I just didn't think we'd win, so I threw out. I just get a tattoo, and um, uh, and now it's like you know at least uh, you know at least like in the. Let's see, I'm trying to think who won fantasy footballers won last year. See, the other problem is I mean I don't know if you heard the the full discussion. Fantasy footballers won the last two years. The thirty for thirty one in 2019. Uh, the fantasy footballers three of the last four years. Wow. You four lot, last five years. You said uh, a lot of CBS podcasts are on there too. So, we're, you know, fantasy footballers have won this award five of the last six years. Wow. So you're going to, you're going to stop a dynasty or be in one well, yourself. And so if you, well, there's an, but before that, the dynasty was ESPN fantasy focus football. Mm. So like ESPN's, you know, fantasy football show. They've actually, they won it. Uh, Bill Simmons, the, the last non fantasy. So Bill Simmons won it in 2010, breaking up a a, cra- a run of of a lot for uh, 2008. Look, Skydivers Girls TV, Skydiver Girls TV, the podcast won in 2008. 2008, different different type, different world we lived in. Okay, kind of all right. Uh, anyway, they, they, they now have named the award the ESPN or the, the ESPN Fantasy Focus Podcast Award because they won it a lot, and I, I guess that made them ineligible to win it moving forward so it's like we're in the super bowl era right like you know that's kind of how i think we should be looking at it there was there was championships but now you're in the fantasy football today whatever <laughs> but, but i i sort of wonder if the fantasy footballers have also been retired from winning because they went five or six maybe maybe this it's like the it's like the conference award winners now like you're gonna get the fantasy football you already won the fantasy footballers trophy now you're moving on to the big one maybe i don't know um but uh, it sounds like people just really like fantasy football. Yeah, fantasy football is just really popular. That's why I'm guessing that. Uh, so we have a winning. We have a. a I, my, if I had to guess, it'll either be ESPN Daily or Fantasy Football Today that that, that win this and keep me from getting a uh, a, 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 a a tattoo. But yeah. Um, yeah, if I have to get a tattoo, I get a tattoo. It reminds me of um, the, the Office when Andy was the manager and he was like, I, I will get a tattoo on my butt if you guys do this. And they're like, oh, we can pool our points to do it. They did it in an hour. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's not fair. <laughs> like, it's You're an idiot, Andy. Um, anywho, uh, yeah, so uh, go vote for that if you can. And if we win, I will get a tattoo of, well, any any thoughts on what I should get? I mean, I guess a, I mean, I guess a, a podcast logo is a little, it's a little like, tough. What if I get fired? Yeah, that's what I mean. That was the, what, if like, I leave? I mean, what if I leave? Maybe I'll leave. Maybe I'll leave one day. Nobody can right. stop me from leaving if I want to leave. And it's sure. it's but it's I'm also not here forever. <laughs> it's also not like it's like called like the Will Brinson show where it's just like okay, at least it's your name. It, it's it, you don't have any really affiliation after if you Although walk away. Brinson, the Will Brinson podcast would like my right shoulder would be a little weird too. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who's this, this incredible narcissist? Like, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was thinking like, would it, would yeah, it be football like a, related? Maybe I could do a um, like a podcast mic, but with a football instead of a, a, a microphone. Yeah, I think that that would make sense. It's a weird like podcaster bike gang thing you got going yeah, on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It's just still, still I don't weird. Hate it. I, mean, I just I need something that's like it's hard to find something that really encompasses the magnitude of the yeah, award. Yeah, without me having to like, I guess I could like a little football trophy. Yeah. Okay. You could do like a your spin on the Lombardi kind of. 
It's just something so it's like, oh, wow, like, what'd you get that tattoo for? I'm like, well, I won an award, and I'm an idiot who didn't think I would win. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, that's where we're, uh, that's where we're at. Let's, uh, let's dive into some quarterback battle check-ins. Oh, by the way, actually, um, you and I mentioned that you were out at, uh, you were out at, um, well, you've been out to, to Pat's um, training camp. Yep. And, and, and look, I, I know that every time you come on, we talk about this, but it is kind of in the news, like right now, like it's a, it's a big topic. Um, I was on with uh, Costos and Ken Barkley on You Better You Bet, and they asked me about it too. And um, in so what's what's the deal with the Pats right now? Is, is Mac Jones just struggling, and the they've switched from a zone running scheme to a or from a power run scheme to a zone zone run zone blocking scheme? And um, by all accounts, like it's not going particularly well. Uh, like what's your if you were a Pats fan, what would be your scale on a panic level one to ten? Yeah, it's 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 pretty high. I think a lot of people are asking around here, at least, you know, with the struggles. And it's really, yes, they're moving to an outside zone, or at least that they've been tinkering with an outside zone. Who knows if that's going to be like the offense, but that's what they've been doing so far in camp. And Mac Jones has looked efficient. Really, all the quarterbacks have looked efficient when they're running seven on sevens. But the second you introduce a pass rush and the mm-hmm. offensive lines in front of you, they can't move the football. They can't complete a pass. Jones is running running out. And is either throwing the ball away, is trying to cram something in, is throwing an interception. It's just, and they can't even run the ball either. Like it just, there hasn't been a lot of plus plays when they get to those competitive 11 on 11s. Mm. And uh, when it wasn't, uh, it was last week when we were interviewing Jones, he was visibly frustrated. You could just tell he's, it's just nothing is working quite right. And so, you know, you wonder, okay, like, is it the personnel? Is it the offensive line? Is it the system? Is it whatever? You know, that remains to be is it seen. The defense? It, see, that's the thing. I think that that's a cop-out, though. Like, sure. I don't think that this is the like the 2014 Patriots defense where it's got <laughs> just all these studs and it's all of a sudden it's like, oh, actually, the Patriots defense is just elite and this offense is okay. It's just they're facing the best defense in the NFL every single day. I, I, I don't think that that's the case at all. I think the offense is, is struggling. You know, you have a lot of wide receivers – I think this is part of it too. A lot of these guys are contested catch guys. They're not really separators. I think that that's one of the reasons why you're interested in Tyquan Thornton because he has that speed. So, you know, when there's not that clear window to throw to somebody because they're these kind of contested catch guys, not necessarily a separator in short spaces, I think that that, you know, helps a scenario where Jones may be not comfortable throwing the football in certain windows. And when you get a pass rush, you just start to roll out and it's it basically the play's over from there. Yeah, so it's, it's concerning. Good. So it's concerning. Yeah, it's not good. Um, I, I, I do, I do, I know. I think it was. Um, I can't remember. Uh, maybe is um, who writes for Patriots.com? Uh, uh, and uh, there's a bunch of guys, but Evan Lazar is Evan Lazar. Yeah, it was yeah. Evan Lazar. That's right. Yeah. Um, he um, he wrote like, all right, it's time to, it's time to like just like let's let's just quit complaint like quit worrying and and I mean I know it's tough when you're writing for the team's website too because you you know you don't want to, you can't just like blow towards the offense. But it's sure. like. He's like, all right, it's time to just quit freaking out about this and let's see what happens when they play another team's defense. But the problem is if they play another team's defense and this same stuff is happening, then you have to worry about the Pats defense too, you know, like, right. Or if like they're worse, I mean, like, cause that's the thing is if, if, if this is a Pats defense thing, then the Patriots are probably going to be a pretty good team. If If this is a Pats offense thing, 
then it's a it's a it, it's doubles down on how bad the te- the Pats could be because that means the defense isn't as good as you know it, it might right because it's not this this world beater of a defense they're just beating up on a bad offense which yeah. I would assume any NFL caliber defense could so yeah no I'm with you on that so it'll be interesting to see when they play the Giants I like the Giants minus two in this one as a road road favorite yeah. I think that you know top to bottom at least at the quarterback spot I think that they're better like I think you're going to see a lot of Bailey Zappi in the second half and. Davis Webb, uh, Davis Webb is probably going to get a ton of looks in that second half for New York, who very similar to Stidham when he was playing with Josh McDaniels in uh, in, in the opener at the Hall of Fame game. He has in-depth knowledge because he was in Buffalo last year under Dayball's system. So that's going to, again, help you kind of get off pretty quickly in this game. So I think that, you know, even if the offense for the Patriots, if the ones play and they get out to some sort of a lead, I think that in the second half it's going to be it's going to be uh, the Davis Webb show, which is always exciting at this time of the year. Yeah, that's not what you want to see. Um, somebody, by the way, somebody's somebody's tweeting, vote so we can get Brinson a Tar Heels tattoo. Do not, don't, no, I'm not getting a Tar Heels tattoo. <laughs> yeah, would you just like, do you have a tattoo? Like, I know you don't have any tattoos, but I, it, I have no tattoos and I have no thought about a tattoo. So you would never like, if I ever got one, I'd get this. No, 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 I would just never get a tattoo. Yeah. So now, so, okay. I'm like, what, do I, what would I want on my, what would I want on my, like, what would, what would I want on my body? Okay. I mean, maybe get a. Would you do like NC State? Like, is that like too? I mean, it's like kind of little red. Kind of like getting the Red Sox tattoo somewhere on me. Like, 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 oh, so you really? I mean, like, oh wow, like NC State fan likes state enough to get tattoo. (laughs) And then, like, I at least want like a. Oh, like, what's the story on that tattoo? Sure. Okay. You know, like I want to like if I'm going to get a tattoo, I want to. I mean, and people are like, what's, yeah, it's like, you, I don't want it to be like, oh, just guy has tattoos. I don't want to be like, oh, look at this tattoo. Just like, if I'm going to get a tattoo, I want it to encompass something Re- about what, I, you know. Reflect the reason why you got it. Yeah, exactly. Because I, because I don't want it. And I kind of <laughs> would be fine losing this award just to not get a tattoo, which is speaks volumes about me as a person, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, quarterback battle check-in. That's good. Good update on the Pats, though. Uh, it does sound like, but like, I mean, Patricia's the OC. Joe Judge, yeah. the QB's coach, and yeah. Belichick is still hands-on. Yeah, that's the case. That's what's happening. Mm. Right. It's, it's, it's bad luck. Anyway, Mitchell Trubisky is tightening his grip. The Steelers starting quarterback. Brian Diardo was – I don't know if he was out there at Steelers. I'm not 100% sure. I know he was in Canton. on it. I don't want to turn off my ad blocker, CBS. Stop. I'm not giving you the money. Um, yeah. But uh, it, it does feel like that this is very much uh, a fait accompli when it comes to who's going to end up winning this job. And it's just going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Yeah. But like at the same time, I don't know what really this necessarily means, right? Like, yeah, sure. This means that Mitchell Trubisky's got the job for week one. But all right, like what happens if he stinks up the joint in week one and all of a sudden he's Mitchell Trubisky from what we saw in Chicago? You have a first round pick in Kenny Pickett right behind him. The, the second there's any sort of questioning or what or poor play, he you have a guy like you, you, you drafted a guy in the first round. At some point, he's going to play. I know that, you know, I guess you can make the same case with Mason Rudolph at some point, too. But you had Ben Roethlisberger, you know, is entrenched as the starter. It's not the same thing. You drafted Kenny Pickett to, at some point, be the guy. And so if Trubisky 
looks great and is good for one year, then that's perfect. That's fine. He can re re you know shape his image and, and go somewhere else or stay in Pittsburgh. But at some point, you they invested a first round pick. I, I think at some point in 2022, we're going to see Kenny Pickett. Yeah. You think? I no, I don't know. I, well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not saying no, it's not. But I, I think the question is, what is this like? What there's there's several like mile 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 marker points where it's like, okay, this is where if the Steelers are X, like it's going to be Kenny Pickett time. For instance, right. right. I guess I should I should clarify that. Like if Mitchell Brisky starts off five and zero, okay, well then they're not they're obviously not. And right. he's playing well. Kenny Pickett, right? Yeah. So they're at Cincy, New England at home. At Cleveland, like I mean, almost certainly without Deshaun Watson on um, on on Prime Video, um, the Jets at home. Uh, the, I mean, it's not unreasonable to be three and one there. No, you know what I mean. Or even I mean, I guess, yeah. two and two. I mean, you know, you can lose the Pats and you start zero and two and lose the Bengals and the Pats and then beat the Browns and the Jets. Anyway, um, then you're at Buffalo Buccaneers at home, at Dolphins, at Eagles. So then that's your um, Week Nine bye. So what's your what do you think the record needs to be to ensure Mitchell Trubisky continues on as the starting quarterback? Above it has to be above five hundred, probably. If, right? if you're five hundred and you're kind of winning in spite of him, then you're going to have those conversations. Like, do we just do we make this switch? And especially, you know, if it's I mean, obviously, if you're under five hundred and Baltimore and, and Cincinnati are kind of running away with the division at that point. Again, it's early enough that you, you if know, you're I don't three and five. I don't think three and five guarantees Pickett comes in. It depends. Yeah, it depends on how three and five looks. Like if you're competitive against you know Tampa and and you're competitive against Philadelphia and all and those in those Buffalo heavy hitters, and, yeah. right? You know, then okay, you can say like we're, we're, it's just you know it's, they're just good teams. They're Super Bowl contenders. We're we're right there. Then that's fine. But if, if you're you just beaten, if you've just beaten like the Browns, the Jets, and the Dolphins. And you've gotten smoked by these other two teams. Oh, these other teams, and, and the offense isn't working very well. Yeah, I could see that being up. Right. Like, if the defense is winning you these games, if TJ Watts just an animal and he's, you know, they're just absolutely shutting down these offenses, but you're only winning the game, like, you know, 17 to 10, it's in, you're kind of, Trubisky's inefficient, then, okay, yeah, you're going to have questions. Like, hey, can Pickett take us to that other level to match what the defense is doing? I love it. Tomlin said they're making it difficult for us. He just told, told uh, our own uh, friend of the pod, of course, colleague Brian McFadden, this on CBS Sports HQ. It's tough to manage three capable guys, but they're forcing us to do it because they're making the necessary plays. They're anticipating. The timing has been good, and the accuracy has been good. Mitch's silver bullet, if you will, is his fluidity and mobility. He's a really good athlete. Rudolph throws a really good deep ball. Pickett has been steady Eddie. Kenny P, I don't think you can get him in an environment where he gets flustered. We saw that at Pitt, and it's been the same. It doesn't matter what drill or what environment you put him in. He's steady Eddie and really cool. Um, Tomlin confirmed that Trubisky would be the team's starting quarterback if Pittsburgh was to play a meaningful game tomorrow. Mm. Means a lot, Trubisky said. Ever since I came here, I came here for the opportunity to start and lead a team. I definitely have been given that, and I'm just trying to take advantage of that every day. Yeah, I think I, I would have a hard time seeing them bench Trubisky before that bye. Like that's a convenient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm you with know, you on that. If you're five and three, I think if you're four, I think I think two and six, and he's 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 sitting, and maybe he sits before then if it's like, you know, you're you're one and six coming in. You know, anyway, the I think I just think they're two and six. You're sitting, three and five. You're thinking about it. Like we said, depending on how he's been playing, four and four. I still I still think they're going to let, let him go. Like let Trubisky keeps playing because. 
after the bye, you do have to play the Ravens twice. Um, but you have the Saints and Bengals at home at a Creaser Stadium in Pittsburgh, PA. Uh, you're at the Colts, at the Falcons, at Panthers, Raiders, and Browns at home. So, like, you know, the, the Ravens games are both tough, but the rest of those games are very, very winnable. For sure. For so, sure. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. And just my thing, too, is with Trubisky, I know, like, this week they're saying, okay, he's having a good week. He's pulling away. But you got to remember, last week he was getting crapped on. Like, he was 0 for 16 in those seven shots from the two-yard line just trying to punch it in. Like, And it's like, oh, boy, here we go, Trubisky. So you got to remember, it ebbs and flows during training camp in the preseason. And so, yes, he might start for you right now. But let's see what these games look like. If Kenny Pickett, when the lights turn on, actually looks decent, then, you know, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, think that's, I think that's probably right. So a lot of Trubisky – Maybe some picket. Yeah, Pickett's Pickett's preseason play will definitely impact how quickly they might be willing to go to to him as as a, as a starter uh, in place of True Bisky. Gino Smith will get the first preseason starter. Remains in the lead for the Seahawks over Drew Locke. I think people kind of treat this as a joke, but I, I'm telling you, I am I am locked. I mean, I feel like I am locked into Pete Carroll's plan. He wants to shrink football games play good defense, run the football, and try and steal victories in close one-score games. It is He is recreating the 2011 Seahawks formula. Now, they went 7-9, so it's not like this is a great plan. <laughs> um, they, they, did, they finished third in the division, but there were enough, enough one-score games where, like, if things had broken through, if they got a little bit luckier in a couple of spots, they could have easily gone, like, 10-6, and six. And and won the division and made the playoffs. Or I guess say ten and six would have made the playoffs. But they they yeah they could have finished nine and seven. You missed the playoffs at nine and seven. But you have you know uh, Travaris Jackson as your quarterback, and people are like, all right, Pete Carroll's doing a good job. And then you draft Russ, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I feel like that's what they're trying. They're trying to they're trying to do. They're trying to reboot, not reboot the Legion of Boom because that's that's asking too much. And it's you know a decade later, but it is almost like exactly a decade later. And I think they're trying to build up this defense through the draft picks they got and and to build up this running game and then hope to find a quarterback in the later rounds. And then you know, next year or so, while just sort of, you know, just doing this, like, like just horrendously unwatchable version of professional football. Yeah. I mean, it's possible, right? I mean, obviously that's this, this is the yeah, option. That it's a good plan. No, no. I, it's, yeah. It's the plan. Not, a, it, not It's yeah. a better plan because they're in the NFC. If they're in the AFC, it's, ridiculous that makes it makes no sense you have to you know there's so many good quarterbacks there's so many so much talent over there it's in so many different teams competing for a playoff spot you could in the nfc i feel like you could find that team that like sneaks in you're like wait a minute really they made the playoffs i feel like you could see that more this year than maybe in years past but you know as much as we're saying okay geno smith has a full grasp or you know whatever he's he's got the lead for the for the thing over drew lock i i wait on this quarterback competition quote unquote until we find out what happens with Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting to, to yeah. kind of really solidify my opinion on that. Because if all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo gets cut, everybody's pointing to the Seattle Seahawks and saying he's an immediate upgrade over Smith and Locke. It makes no sense not to go get him now that he's free from the San Francisco 49ers. They, even if they were going to trade trade you to him, you'd be paying a premium, you'd be taking on that contract. So for me, it's kind of just a holding pattern. Yeah, sure. If Smith is the guy that starts the year or whatever – or is going to get all the preseason reps with the ones, but the second Garoppolo or somebody like Garoppolo becomes available, 
Seattle's the logical destination because they still need that that higher ceiling guy at the quarterback spot. See, that's yeah. I mean, look, I think Garoppolo Garoppolo would be the perfect blend of like upside and and, and I know you don't. I know people don't think he's a ton of upside, but I mean, like he has like he has more upside than Jimmy than you know than Geno Smith. Yeah, and maybe less upside than Drew Locke, but a better floor. Like he you you get a higher floor than Geno. And like a, or you got a higher ceiling than Gino, but a higher floor than Drew Locke. And I think right. that's what I think that's what the Seahawks the Seahawks would love. Um, if the 49ers end up cutting him, it, they're definitely going to do it as late as humanly possible, which oh, may make it too difficult for the Seahawks to get him ready for Week One, which may also make it you know like if Jimmy G's like, look, if you're not going to start me, yeah, like is that where he definitely wants to go? Because I think he would consider Houston, Carolina has to be. I think Carolina's out on him now. Um, I would say so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Houston. Was, you, I think you brought up Houston last week. It was a good point with the Casario connection. And, yeah. You know, either they, they like they like Davis Mills and want to see what he can do. Um, yeah, it's it does feel like C- Seattle is like just the obvious landing spot for him. But but not only that, like you know, yes, that's possible. But the Jimmy Garoppolo, sh- I think this is how we should say it. We need to see the Jimmy Garoppolo shoe drop because if all of a sudden Garoppolo goes to Houston, is Davis Mills available? Because then I think that he's an upgrade over Geno Smith and, and Drew yeah. Locker. There's upside there. And then you look at even, you know, I, I wouldn't say this, but like if all of a sudden Baker Mayfield wins the job, does Sam Darnold become available? Is then do you have that discussion? Is he a better option than Geno Smith or Drew Locke? I would say no, but you have those conversations. So if all of a sudden these guys are getting cut, people are being signed, things could shake loose, similar to what we saw, obviously not to the ceiling, but similar to what we saw in the offseason. Yeah. So that that's one to watch. Uh, obviously, the I mean, the 49ers are not they they listed Jimmy G as fourth on the depth chart. They're they're going to cut him, right? Um, or if they can't, and I think tra- Kyle and I think Kyle Shanahan said today that he has not heard anything regarding a Jimmy Garoppolo trade. Yeah, I mean, Which, sure, who's who's calling him? Yeah, nobody. Everybody um, in the league knows that if they just wait him out. They're going to cut him. Well, the only team I believe breach this is breach said this. I'm, I'm just banking on listening to him. But like the only team they can afford to take on Jimmy G's salary number, salary cap number in a trade is the Cleveland Browns, which, but they don't want to trade. They don't want to give up a pick for Jimmy Garoppolo and eat up the rest of their salary cap space. If Deshaun Watson's coming back. Right. And they right. don't know. And I mean, I think he's, I mean, I don't think he's, I don't think he's going to play a game this season personally. Who Garoppolo or Watson? Watson. Watson. Yeah. I don't think Watson's playing. So yes. Okay, fine. Then- I mean, like, Cause Roger Goodell said at the, at the owners meetings where they're ratifying the Broncos, the sale of the Broncos. He's like, look, he's like, we, he, he used the word predatory, which Stu Robinson used to, and just said that they're going to try and do, they're going to try and be aggressive in, in, in getting this discipline done. And I just think it's be tough to get an injunction um, in, in time to start the season, certainly, because, the, you know, any judge is going to be like, look, dude, like you were agreed to be suspended six games. So why would I, why would I grant an injunction for week one? You weren't going to be playing anyway. Like, talk to me in October. And the Browns organization also said that they would respect the, the ruling or whatever they were, it was. they were thrilled at six games yeah and yeah and now that they know that it's not going to happen i mean no. so i mean but you know so yeah that's i guess one of the when we're talking about the seattle situation yes the 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 thorn in their side could be a watson suspension which then incentivizes the cleveland browns to pursue jimmy garoppolo and then garoppolo makes that decision do i go to cleveland or do for one year and, and do that thing or do i go to seattle i would still say Seattle's more intriguing if I'm Garoppolo because that's a place I know if I play well I can stay. I don't want to be in this situation again. And if yeah. you're in, if you're in, you're, you're one and done in Cleveland. 
you are, you, I mean, they just gave a, a $230 million to Deshaun Watson. You have one year. Yeah, the only, way, the, only way, the only way you're not the only way you're not a one one year done is if Deshaun Watson can't meet whatever criteria Roger Goodell has for him to be reinstated. <laughs> right, that's true. And then, like, because I mean, even like even if you win the Super Bowl, I don't know if you're saying no, like, probably not. Like that's but that's what the highest of highest ceilings, and I still don't know if you stay. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, it's it's a you could go win a championship. They're like, well, thanks for winning us the first title in Cleveland, first Super Bowl title in Cleveland history. Of course, we will have to be letting you go now for this. <laughs> I mean, it's the, it was the it was the Nick Foles situation. Like that's yeah. it's it, that's that's we've, it's not like it's uncommon. We've seen that, and so for me, if I'm Garoppolo, I'm looking at Seattle because that's the clear place for me right now that needs Getting a quarterback. Revenge on, um, and you go after your old team yeah, within the division twice a year. But like that's a team that you have potential staying power, and you don't want to have another situation where you're having another quarterback coming in and, and kind of taking you off course. Oh, by the way, um, one quick news note thing before we go to break. Uh, Sean McVay got an extension. Confirm that to uh, in a Seth Wickersham story. Um, and then we later confirmed it reporters after it was mentioned in a Seth Wickersham story. Lengthy story we're checking out on ESPN. Because about- he, and he, they said he didn't announce it because – he wants, or the you know, he wants to. They're waiting for right, Rush need to get his, his extension to do a kind of a joint thing. So Which that's we, coming down the pike too. Yeah. So they're gonna. So basically, they want both. Of, like, and this is what good organizations do when you've got a team. You know, it's easy to do it coming off a Super Bowl win. You're like, sure, take some money, bro. Like, but you line up, you line up the GM and the coach on the same timeline. That way, everybody's sort of in. There's no competing interests, et cetera, et cetera. All right, couple more quarterback battles that we'll discuss coming up next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. That was um, not and I had gotten our the commercial type break timing down to like a millisecond and I, I screwed it up there and I, thought, I feel bad now. It was like, <laughs> it was like, off, like half a second, uh, half a beat because I didn't, I didn't, I, I even, my beat was off. It just threw me off. I, I, I threw him off. Sorry. Anyway, um, not that anybody listening cares. The Panthers. I believe that the latest buzz in Carolina is that Baker clearly looks like the, Baker's just going to win the job, but Sam Darnold's like, they're not going to give it to Baker. They're also not going to give Icky Aquano the starting left tackle job. So you know, take that for what it's worth. Yeah. And I think Matt rule said, uh, you know, it was very, it's been very impressive about how much he's been able to grasp over the course of the past 10 days in terms of Mayfield kind of getting with the offense. And obviously 
coming somewhat late to the party. You know, obviously he was there before training camp, but again, late yeah. to the relative offseason preparation. Been there a year, I mean. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that we all thought this. Like, it's, yeah, I think it's Baker's kind of job to lose here. I think that Rule said, too, he wouldn't um, announce a starter until at the very least after the New England Patriots game. So that's week two of the preseason. So, you know, I'll, I'll be there next week. So I'll be able to kind of tell you what's going on when they have the joint practices with the Patriots. Oh, I was like, you're going out of Spartanburg. I was like, that's weird. So they're coming up. That, that'll be, in, that'll be, in, is that the first joint practice? Is that the first that for, for New England? Yeah. Before, but, you know, like, but they have a preseason game this week. Yes. So, it's right, the, so it's, we'll see if it's the Giants within the joint practices. That'll be interesting, too. Like, how does the Pats offense, you know, as we talked about earlier, how, how, how do they look against a pretty good Panthers defensive line? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of storylines coming out of that one. So yeah. that'll be interesting. But again, Mayfield, you don't acquire Mayfield and not give him the inside track here. Like, if you were confident enough in Darnold, he would have to really stink next to Sam Darnold for him not to be the week one quarterback. Um. Okay, so they haven't even announced who's going to start week one of the preseason. I don't think so. I think that they, I think they said they're both going to play. So, yeah. you know, read with that what you will. Um, Darnold got first team reps and the Panthers did practice. And then I think, they, I think they've alternated a little bit on who got first team reps. I mean, look, credit to Matt Rule for not allowing this to become – like you don't want it to become – like you don't want to be like, Baker's our guy. You know, like you don't you don't want to say that. I don't think. I mean, even if he, even if you're like Baker's clearly winning this job, like you don't want. There's no need for you to say that now. Because what if Sam Darnold plays better in the preseason? You know, what if what if Baker gets? You know, what if Baker's just doesn't play well once the lights come on? I mean, I, I think Baker. I think I think we'll get good Baker this year because he's yeah. he's been motivated, spiteful. Um, you know, he's uh, you know, impressing Ben McAdoo. Baker since he's been here in the last two weeks has been pretty impressive. McAdoo said. Uh, by the way, speaking, um, that's the first time he's been talking. We talk about him, and Rule said what he's done in ten days at camp is pretty impressive. He's making real big jumps, as you mentioned. Um, he's got that edge of again that edge of him. I like that. Oh no, this is oh no, this is what McAdoo said about. Maybe you read this. What McAdoo said about Baker in two thousand eighteen? No, what was it? I saw this yesterday. I saw. Like- I remember seeing it a few weeks ago. Like, like he, McAdoo was unemployed and was like was talking to. Um, oh, ESPN? Maybe it was ESPN. But he said he's got that edge to him. I like that. He's going to lead. They're going to follow him. I just don't see a lot of pro-style football in his college tape. And if you're short, you have to be able to make up for some way, somehow. And personality doesn't do that. I didn't think he was a great athlete. This guy is kind of like a pocket quarterback that's short with small hands. That's what I worry about. That's not like an unfair assessment of Baker Mayfield. No, it's just I, awkward when the team that you take over for trades as OC trades for him, and you have to sit there and like, you know, be like, hey, you know those things I said in 2018, <laughs> and I had you fifth behind everybody else. I be, you know, you have to, you have to kind of you know, move through it. And but, but I don't think it's out of bounds because I think I, I was reading the Charlotte Observer and it said that he was getting a bunch of balls batted down at the line of scrimmage. So it's like, that's just Benny's Baker Mayfield. That's part of the game. That's part of the, it's part of his package. And it's like Ben McAdoo's not supposed to like fluff up all every quarterback on in the draft just because he might have to coach one of them down the road. Right. Right. You know, I mean, that's, he gave his evaluation. That's it's fine. Um, Plus, it gives Baker a little motivation. Another like he's like, screw you, OC. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll. I think Baker will, uh, and Steve Smith noted, and you know, Steve Smith obviously talks to people. You know, he's he's there at training camp. He talks to people there. He said if Baker starts Week One of the preseason, it's quote over, which I would probably agree with. 
What do you? I, mean, I guess maybe you can. What do you mean by that exactly? He means that Baker's got the job. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. But you could go week one, Baker first, Sam second. Week two, Sam first, Baker second. Right. I don't. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that either. But um, because again, you could just. Like, because again, like we don't know. I think we talked about this last week. We still don't really know like what the dress rehearsal week is now, right? Like, right. Exactly. You know, is, is it week one? Is it week three? Is it week two? You know, the Panthers are gonna be all three. Like, the Panthers should probably will probably play their quarterbacks in all three. The one thing that I think is interesting with the Panthers in terms of like you were saying, like rules shouldn't just name his guy right away. There is a case to be made though to say like, all right, you should have your guy at least somewhat figured out midway through the preseason, I would say, because you probably have the hottest seat in the NFL, at least one of them. Yeah. So you might as well prepare your, if you know, if you know you're going with Baker, give him as many of the reps as humanly possible. So you can ensure yourself that you get off to a hot start and you're not fearing for your job in week two. Yeah. I think, I think the argument would be that you don't, it's like, are people, I, I this is my guess is people are people gonna be like, okay. Um, can you explain you know, if Sam Darnold's if Sam Darnold's your bench, your you know your backup, are you just getting, are you just going to get grilled about Sam Darnold questions like why like why did you trade like why did you you know it's not going to be as bad as they might think it would be like the questions for the Panthers for and the, and the, again I'm not I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about the Carol the people who cover the Panthers but it's like you're not this is not like the Jets or the Giants or or the Patriots or the Eagles right like you're not in this market where you're just going to get grilled and grilled and grilled about like every, every, every single little thing. Like I think everyone probably expects it to be Baker. So but it's also not, Baker, yeah, it's also not like it's like Pittsburgh where you have a first round pick sitting behind the guy yeah. with the Trubisky where it's like, all right, like, what are we doing? I think we all, like, people Darryl, saw what Donald was last year. He's only on the team because they picked up his fifth year option. Yeah. Like if, if they hadn't picked it up right away and they'd waited and they decided not to do it, he wouldn't be on this team. Like they wouldn't have re-signed him. It would be Baker and, or, or maybe they, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think it's almost certainly going to be Baker though. And, but I, but I wouldn't be surprised if Matt rule pushes it as far back as he can. And I think Baker probably knows it. They probably tell Maybe they tell him a little early, just like, Hey, look, we're going to announce it here, but you know, I, who knows? Um, we do have two uh, clear cut battles that are settled. The Falcons are going with Marcus Mariota and the 49 is over. You can say over for us, Sully. Over. Over. Oh, that's that deep. Like, over. The vote, it's over. Um, and the 49ers uh, made it clear that Trey Lance is their guy. A problem with either one. By, by the way, it looks like um, we're going to get zero rookie quarterbacks starting this year. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's I true. So. I mean, like Lance is the closest thing we got to like a first year oh, guy, but obviously he started some games last year too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just been a while since that's happened, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. Obviously, last year was there was a, a ton. Yeah. Um. Even before that was was Burrow and Tua and for that did Tua, did Tua start out of the gate? I forget. Uh, no, they went with Fitz. They were flip flopping. Oh, that was Fitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, but you had um, you had Burrow, and then you had Herbert. Start, Herbert started. After, no, he didn't. It was the it was out the, of the gate. Right, 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 right. But they yeah, they plunged the they accidentally plunged the needle into Tyrod Taylor's kidney, and, which is the most underratedly crazy story in the past like just, yeah, five years in the NFL. And it's it like, sparks yeah. Herbert. Like that's crazy. Hey, but like the, the they weren't even going to start Herbert until like until until um you know and they weren't even going to do it until until they accidentally stabbed they stabbed uh, their quarterback to, yeah they to, get, their quarterback to get Herbert in the heads. Right, so twenty nineteen had did Daniel no Daniel Jones didn't start right away because, I don't think so because no, Eli was still playing 
Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Tyler started right away. All right, I'm just trying to think if we can find a 2018, uh, you know, Baker. Oh, actually, Tyrod Taylor. Again, Baker had to wait for Tyrod Taylor. But Sam Darnold started right away, and so did um, Josh Allen, rather, unfortunately. I mean, Josh Rosen, excuse me. Josh Allen started, too, I think. Um, 2017, we had uh, – Tr did, Trubisky didn't start right away. Mahomes didn't start right away. Deshaun Watson didn't start right away. Oh, interesting. Because remember, uh, they had Tom Savage play the first half. That's true. Mahomes definitely didn't play. Did Trubisky play week one? I don't think so. No, because Mike Glennon started. Wow. So okay. So that's kind of shocking that that's is that the last time? With a quarterback, no quarterback start week start coming out of training camp, unless I'm missing somebody from that class. I'm trying to look through that class to just triple Davis check. Webb, C.J. Beathard, Nate Peterman. Uh, hmm. Deshaun Kaiser didn't start, did he? He might have. Let's see. He started 15 games in his first year. So let's see, 2017. He did start week one. Wow. Deshaun Kaiser keeping the streak alive. <laughs> well, again, this is one of those things. You know, there wasn't a lot of quarterback. This wasn't a particularly great quarterback class. So, you know, there was no, it was not like a Lawrence clear cut number one pick, Kyler number one pick type of situations where it makes sense to start them week one. Kenny Pickett's the only one that went in the first round. And we're, we were just obviously just talking about him. Like, it's no sure thing that we, we might not even see him this season. We might not see him until the bye if Trubisky hangs on to it. So, you know, it's just kind of one of those fluky years, but that's interesting. All right. Blake Bortles didn't start. So I'm, I, I, went, I went ahead and ran through because you had like Marietta, um, Jameis, Wentz, and Goff. I'm at 2014. Blake Bortles did not start the first game of the season. God, the 2014 draft class was so crazy. He had like Odell Beckham, who came on late. Um, Jimmy G obviously didn't start the first game of the season. Did Derek Carr start the first game of the season? Johnny Mansell uh, probably did. No, too. that might have been a Matt. Was that a Matt Flynn? Ooh. I like Sean Kaiser did, kept that streak alive. That's amazing. Uh, let's see, Derek Carr game logs. That is fascinating. Another just a fascinating. Oh, uh, Derek Carr did start week one. All right. Okay. Okay. I mean, do we want to see how far back we have to go to find this? <laughs> I guess. Nothing else. We're we going to talk about freaking Trey Lance some more. Trey Lance, uh, he's, he's going to be the starter. Oh, 2013 might get it unless EJ Manuel started week one or Mike Glennon. Because that remember, that was the very famously not great. Yep, EJ Manuel started week one. All right. Man. 2012, I wonder how far back. Luck, Griffin, yep. For 2011, sure. Cam Newton. For sure. 2010, Bradford, I believe. Surely. I mean, see, the thing is, like, back before in the old CBA, you didn't draft somebody. Yeah, Bradford started 16 games. You didn't draft somebody first overall and not start them. Right. Especially, yeah, especially when you're paying like them. $60 million. Yeah. 2009, Matthew Stafford. Yep. 2008, Matt Ryan started week one. Jamarcus Russell definitely started in 07, right? I would think so brady quinn did not because he was holding out friend of the pod brady quinn I haven't talked to brady in a while i don't know how he's doing i hope well uh jamarcus russell only started one game his this would be wild if it was this he was inactive is it 2004 is it gonna be 2007 that gets it for us it's gotta be a quarter yeah he did not start week one is that right yeah he did not he was inactive uh let's see Just 2007 might be it. Kevin Cobb. I forgot Kevin Cobb was drafted then. John Beck. John Beck might have started week one for the for the uh, Dolphins, to be honest, which is sad. <laughs> um, 
Nope. Let's see. Just research it on the pod, baby. No, it wasn't Drew Stanton either. Right, I think it's 2007 then. Because no Russell. Yeah. Russell was Kevin Cobb. No, he didn't start any games in 2007. All right, 2007. Wow. Quarterback taking first overall. Would not have guessed that. So that, that thing I said about the new CBA, I was the old CBA, clearly lying. What a time. Thanks a time. to Marcus Russell. So it's been <laughs> since 2007, the last time a quarterback, we didn't have a single rookie quarterback as the week one starter for an NFL team. That's insane. That's, That's a pretty long time, man. Yeah. I think we're getting to a point, too, just like on a bigger, big picture quarterback thing. Like, we are getting to a point now where, like, all these teams, like, have quarterbacks. So these draft pools that are it's, coming it's in, really it's saturated. Yeah, it's going to get really interesting. Like you know, like Jimmy, Gar- like the Jimmy Garoppolo's, the Ryan Tannehill's of the world, they're going to be struggling to find jobs, especially when the when those teams like Seattle and you know, obviously San Francisco's got their young guy. Like you're going to get a point here where these young quarterbacks are taking over. They're cheaper, and you'd rather bank on that upside than try to get a retread. Well, and it also goes hand in hand with what I've been saying about like people are like, all right, who's the first coach fired? I'm like, well, I, like I don't know, man. It's hard to find somebody. Like Matt Rule obviously is like, you know, the number one candidate, but they could give him, they could probably give him the full season if they're anywhere near 500. Yeah. And when you look at all these teams, almost every team has either traded for, signed an extension with, or just recently drafted a high pick. Like, I mean. And when, when you're in that spot, it's just hard to find somebody who's going to get fired, right? Or they have like a, somebody like have an established quarterback. It, it's just, it's very, like, who's the obvious? I mean, the Panthers would qualify, probably the Falcons, maybe the Titans, but like you know, a team that ends up with the number one overall pick next year that is like definitely taking a quarterback, you know? Right. Like very rarely are you going to see like what the Cardinals did when they went from Rosen to Kyler. I mean, like, yes, that can happen sometimes, but. Yeah, like if if all like what's an interesting one is like if Chicago gets the number one yeah, overall. Chicago's, player, yeah, for sure. What happens? Well, know? especially when you hear like Roquan Smith say, and we talked about this yesterday, but it's like Roquan Smith says, um, you know, this new regime has not been treating me in good faith. It's like, oh, I wonder what their deal is with J- Justin Fields then. Like, could it be a similar situation? And if yeah. it is. But then but then he immediately becomes the guy, you know, like if Justin let's say they get the number one pick, Justin Fields becomes available. Garoppolo's market next year or, you know, uh, uh, Tannehill's market, if all of a sudden they decide to move off them, they all get bumped down again. So all of these sure. veteran guys, you know, this is an, this would be a special case with a former first-round pick, you know, going into year three in fields being available. So, like, you know, you're, you're, those, Dude, teams those veterans that typically would get jobs might not have them. Correct. Yeah. Instead of, instead of taking instead of taking on the the – safe veteran they're like oh like i want to go get fields because he's got a ton of upside or somebody's trading for fields in that case yeah yeah so yeah very interesting year for the quarterback pool um and it's been 15 years at least since or 15 years since the last time and I mean, I'll, we'll probably, I'll probably quadruple check this research when we get done but uh anyway actually we're done now you know what let's call it off like it. Five minutes. yeah uh great stuff as always sully um, oh, best underrated Patriots wide receiver, actually, from Craig Raskin in the comments. Best underrated, like, just of this year? Or? I think this year, yeah. This year? Um, I will go Tyquan Thornton. I oh, think yeah. that he's I think he's actually, like, believe it or not, a Patriots wide receiver draft pick is going to be good. I think he's going to be good. Oh, there we go. I like it. Um, all right, Tyquan Thornton. There you go, Craig Raskin. That's your, uh, that's your, that's your, that's your guy for fantasy to draft. I might have grab some, some of him an underdog. Sully, as always, thanks for, uh, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Uh, for, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Make sure to vote for the podcast award so I can get a tattoo. For Sully, I'm Brenton. We'll see you guys later. Later.